welcome to Escape the Rat Race with me, Lisa Staker, the rebellious coach. This podcast is all about empowering you to break free from the straitjacket of the nine to five to pursue a life of freedom, purpose and fulfillment running your own business. Whether you're feeling stuck in your current career or have always dreamed of starting your own business but been too scared to do so, this podcast is here to provide you with the resources and insights you need to take the leap and escape the rat race. So welcome to this week's episode of Escape the Rat Race and I'm very pleased that I have Susan Wright here from the Wright VA and I'm not going to kind of give her any more introduction than that because I want her to tell you all of her story of how she left corporate to start her own business. So Susan, over to you. Thank you Lisa for uh, welcoming me onto the uh, podcast um, and inviting me, um, honoured to be here. So I guess my story started obviously 20 plus years. Um, I worked in the corporate world in London. During that time, I um, got diagnosed with chronic fatigue back in 2008. Um, So I had quite nine months off work, what have you. And then 2015, uh, rolled forward a little bit, I was back working again and got made redundant. And it was... It was quite a, a difficult time because I'd never been made redundant before. Um, but I was kind of safe in the knowledge, for want of a better word, the fact that actually it wasn't just me. There was a number of us. So it was a situation rather than anything personal. So I got made redundant in the March. And it was, I guess, April, May time I was looking at what I could do because I knew I'd had enough of um, commuting. That was that was definite, definite. I wasn't going back into London. And I was just scouring sort of indeed and various job places online um and came across a franchise called smart pa and looked into that oh that's a bit interesting i can work from home and what have you and they wanted quite a large sum to buy into the franchise so i investigated that a little bit more had a very lengthy call with the the owners they reduced their price because my cv was so strong so they reduced the price for me and nearly signed on the dotted lines, but I did sort of speak to a few friends and peers and kind of got their thoughts on it. And they said, you know, if you're going to spend that amount of money, why don't you spend that money on doing it yourself? And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. So then I kind of thought, oh, actually got completely cold feet. And then when I got a job in Croydon working for the NHS and uh, tempted there for a while and the director and I hit it off straight away. We giggled our way through. Not sure we should have done, but we literally were crying with laughter most days. But it was an interesting time because having worked in the private sector for 20 plus years, going into the public sector was very, very different, very chalk and cheese. Um, and the NHS, it, it just a complete eye-opener, very different organisation. Um, won't go into too much detail as to whys and wherefores but um, maybe over coffee one day but then in so that was 2015 um, back end of 2016 I had another CFS chronic fatigue relapse so in the October I got signed off again for you know four weeks here four weeks there and in the January of the 2017 they were doing a restructure so we had to reapply for our roles um, and I was still signed off sick at the time and I was kind of looking to come back into work and my I spoke to my director we went and had a cup of coffee and I said look you know I, I really want to come back and work for you would you like me to write you know reapply for my own job 
And she said, oh, Susan, she said, I would so love you to be my PA. She said, you're the best I've ever had. I really, really want you, you know, with a professional head on, I really want you to be my PA. She said, but as my, as your friend, it's just not the job for you. Um, it, it, in the private sector, in the corporate world, we, you know, you get busy, you get busy, you get busy, and you do the 12, 14, 17 hour days. But when deals are done, you then have a quiet time so you can kind of catch up and regroup and then you go again. With the NHS, you get busy, you get busier, and you get busier, and you get busier, and you get busier. It just, it just, it's just relentless. So I could completely see where she was coming from. So I didn't actually go back to work once I kind of was coming out of, of a relapse from CFS, and I had a couple of contacts I knew that needed a bit of admin support. So it must have been around the Easter time. I was thinking, oh, maybe I could do a bit of work from home. Um, and build up my strength and maybe I can kind of set up from home and work out if it works great if it doesn't well I've built my strength up I've worked out what I can do whether I was well enough because at that time if I went out to go and get a full-time job I wasn't sure whether I could get, get up every day and go to work and when you're in the new job you have to go to work every single day you can't be flaky and decide whether you're well enough to go to work or not so that was kind of where I was. So having set up um, and went live in the 2017 with Susan's Office Solutions um, and was like, wow, I've got a business. This is so exciting. Um, and it kind of started from there because I say I had a couple of contacts that needed a bit of admin support, a bit of document formatting. Somebody's friend was a, a solicitor that had a home office that needed basically their filing done. And I'm like, yeah, I can do that. You know, I'm not that precious. I'm ha more than happy to to go to somebody's house um, and and do their filing. It was fine. Um, so that was kind of where it, where it all started. Um, and then roll forward into February 2018. I attended what they call the PA show, which is like an ideal home exhibition for EAs, PAs, VAs. Um, and it was there I kind of learned about the industry of a virtual assistant. I was like, oh, okay. I learned about GDPR and learned that I needed insurance, contracts, the ICO. I'm like, none of that didn't even register. So sort of from the February 2018 to September 2018, um, I rebranded. I got, you know, basically foundations of a proper business in place, all my ducks in a row, and effectively relaunched the right VA on the 1st of September 2018. And yeah, here we are, five years, almost five years later, still doing it. <laughs> uh, so it's a fascinating journey you've had because it's it's almost like out of necessity that it's kind of come, you know, you've kind of come across. But it wasn't; it was something that you tinkered with first, and then couldn't quite make that jump, and kind of went back to the security of court. Well, of course, it was NHS yeah. employment. Yeah, then when you really needed to, needed it you kind of could call on it and then you're using kind of those existing skills it's kind of a great example of using the skills that you use every day but to benefit only you as it's kind of as in your company absolutely helping yeah. someone else absolutely and people say to me how do you juggle different clients well actually in my corporate world in private equity in london um i used to sort of look after three or four different directors 
And so for me, looking at different clients, it's basically going, okay, I'm looking after Fred, I'm looking after Tom, I'm looking after Paul or Sarah or whatever it may be. But those individuals to me now are the different clients. And it's that's and I it's no different for me that you you kind of move from one person or company mm-hmm. to to another now. It's just having you know, you've got to be organized, you've got to be disciplined and um if you're not organized you very very quickly unravel and things don't get done or they get done for the wrong person and this that and the other so there's a few things that I've put in place to make sure that when I'm working for a client that's all that they're kind of in, encompassed in one in one sort of area if you like um so there's no chance of cross-contamination for one of a better word from one client to another it's all separated yeah. um so yeah it, it's it's yeah it's great actually it's um and I think from working from home and for myself my health has improved considerably don't get me wrong yes I still have the bad days and this that and the other but in the evenings if I think oh I'm really really tired in the corporate world I would think oh I'm gonna have to phone in sick at six o'clock in the morning where working for myself that doesn't matter because I can then sleep till late nine, do some work or clear the deadlines, go back to bed if necessary, and the you know the work's still done. Or I get to work at eleven o'clock feeling better because in the corporate days you phone in sick at, at sort of you know six o'clock in the morning when you get up thinking oh I can't get to work. By about half ten eleven you might feel a bit better, but by then it's too late and you you know you don't feel a fraud because you've phoned in sick for a reason. You can't get up and go to work. But equally, it's that stress and that battle with yourself and you know being conscientious. You want to go to work, but you know you're not well enough. But it, yeah, it, it's, it's it was a difficult one. But now working for myself, it just it, that whole stress and the area of sort of do I phone and sit yes or no, it's just completely gone, and I don't even give it a second thought. But there, yeah, you know, I mean, there are days when I'm sitting in the office in my PJs, my hair's not brushed, you know, and I've just got out of bed, done some work, and um, I've only been caught out once needing a Teams <laughs> a, a, a client Teams call on on one on one occasion for that, um, and I did warn them. They said, "Oh, go on, just show me what you." I'm like, "No," but I did. He's like, "Oh no, turn your camera off." <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, in the five years, I've been caught out once when I wasn't dressed, but it was did some work, and by two o'clock in the afternoon, I was back in bed for the rest of the day because that's what I needed to do. Yeah, um, no, you're right. Even with the working from home now, there is still that pressure when you're kind of in that corporate environment, probably to do more work when you are ill. Because, mm. oh, you're at home, you can do it. So you could be feeling absolutely awful. But, oh, no, I'm working from home. I can do I could, I could do a little bit. And actually, you're not doing anyone any good because you're yeah. not functioning properly. Yeah. It's almost like that presenteeism. You're not functioning properly. So your quality of your work is probably not going to be as good as it would if you were fully mm. well. Yeah. And you're not getting any better. So you're just yeah. making it linger any longer. So Absolutely, yeah. it's, it's probably got even worse. You all kind of different as much. You're not to maybe not so much always doing the traveling, but you're you have that pressure. And I know there's a lot uh, of people say they've got pressure to work very long hours at home because they don't mm-hmm. they're not traveling. And it's almost like yes. the companies have have the travel time is theirs rather than the travel yeah. time actually being yours. Yeah, abs- yeah, absolutely. So you know. Now I start work at nine. Sometimes it might be 10, depending on what's going on. Um, but generally I try and work nine till five. 
Um, some days it might start at eight, some days it might start at half nine. Equally, it might finish at four or five o'clock, but then sometimes I can be here till six in the evening. So it's really depending on workload. But again, that's the beauty of working for yourself that you can, you know, as long as client deadlines are met, you know, if they're all met and I've got nothing to do, I can have a day off. Um, but providing the client work is done, then, you know, it doesn't matter when I do it. If I want to go for a four-hour walk in the middle of the day, I can do, providing the client work is done. Um, you know, it's not at the the you know, the sacrilege of of the um the client's work. So so yeah, no, it's it, it definitely definitely improved, I say improved my health. It's definitely a, a huge benefit of working from home with my health condition. And what I'd love to ask people is kind of what do you actually most enjoy about being kind of your own, having your own business? I, I quite like the flexibility because, you know, you can be at home. So we've had a lot of building work at home after the last sort of two or three years and being at home, um, you know, you get a message at five o'clock saying, oh, you know, they're being delivered tomorrow. Are you in? Yeah, I'm in. That's fine. Where beforehand, like, oh, I need to take another afternoon off because the builders are coming or they need to deliver something. It's just the flexibility of being at home. Um, and actually, I, I, I quite enjoy the diverse range of clients that come through that I ha- I can help and support. Where you know, if, if I'm organising somebody's diary, it doesn't matter what sector they're in. I'm putting, you know, Joe blogs in with Fred at 10 o'clock in the morning. It doesn't matter whether what sector or what business it is, putting a meeting in the diary is putting a meeting in the diary. But getting to know more about different sectors and different industries, it's um yeah, it's really quite enjoyable, eye-opening, interesting, challenging, stressful. <laughs> Brings me on to my second question, which is kind of uh, uh, yeah, I, I totally agree with you, kind of the flexibility and it, it's fantastic and having that control over who you work with and is just it's brilliant. You can kind of work with lots of different sized people. But what do you find most challenging then of owning your own business? Probably spinning too many plates at once. Um, you know, w- when you work with different sort of a number of different clients, it's sort of like, okay, right. And it's also, you know, you need to be coming after prioritization because actually like that needs to be done. That needs to be done by 10, that's 10.30. Okay, I'll get the 10 o'clock done first before I move on to the, the 10.30 deadline. Um, but it, yeah, it's definitely sort of spinning too many plates. But also I think that trying to get that home life work balance. So being disciplined at five o'clock when you still got a to-do list as long as you're on to stop work turn the computer off and actually all you're doing is sitting down on the sofa next door so you might as well crack on with work well actually no you need to sit on the sofa with a tv and a cup of tea not at your desk working it's it's it doesn't always work but I, and i'm it's definitely work in progress but it's it's kind of making it five o'clock right it's five o'clock i'm switching off now not i'll just do that i'll just do this let me just finish that up because all of a sudden before you know it's half a six and then you're straight to dinner and then i quite like to go to bed fairly early because by about half past 10 10 o'clock I'm good for absolutely nothing so then your evening's like two hours dinner in between and do it all over again so it's it's definitely the challenge is stopping work early and for lunch (laughs) no I think you're right the the being disciplined is is not something that comes naturally to everyone 
and no. get quite a shock because you've kind of gone from an environment where there is enforced discipline in as much mm. as whether either whether you're in the office or whether you're kind of at home you've got you know there is kind of set meetings and things that you're going into and there is there is that kind of blurred line at the end of the day of how much people work yeah but there isn't so I don't think the pressure is, is so much as when it's your own business I think the own business there is this thing about people saying well I've got to keep working otherwise I've got to I've got to do it I've got to do it otherwise I'm not going to make enough money and, and there is actually by having that discipline and actually resting yourself you're going to be in a better position to provide a better service for your clients yeah, absolutely. And I think it's one of these things, I don't think, oh, if I work an extra hour, I get an extra hour's money. That actually doesn't cross my mind. It's actually getting the work done and the time will be what the time will be. That's that's kind of secondary to me. Um, I don't kind of think, oh, right, okay, I can do an extra two hours looking at somebody's inbox because that's an extra two hours on the clock. That's not what I'm here for. I'm here to help the clients. And if I've got work to do that takes me two hours, so be it. But actually, if it takes me, I mean, I was clearing down a couple of inboxes earlier today. And because I'm now on top of them and I've sort of got them under control, I can go through and it will be two and a half minutes just to clear a couple of things down, two and a half minutes to clear something else or whatever. So gone are the sort of, you know, when you start with somebody looking over their inbox, it might take an hour in the morning to kind of read through working out what needs to be done with it because you're still learning. Well, when you get familiar with the emails that you're looking at, it's a two minute, three minutes. So at the end of the day, I try and look at emails morning, lunchtime and afternoon, sometimes in between if I know that I'm waiting for something or I know they're particularly busy. Um, but generally, it's sort of a bit longer in the morning. And then as the day goes on, it's it's a sort of few minutes. But I certainly wouldn't think, oh, I'll just sit here for another hour because that's another hour on my clock. It's like, no, that's that's not what I'm here to do or what I know <laughs> that's um but it, but yeah equally if if there's 10 emails in there they all need actioning and it takes an hour it's going to take an hour and if I'm here till six actioning them so that they're clear and done and moved on before the following morning then you know it so be it I think it's um that's kind of how I see I see it but if if I can look at if I can get to a stage of my working day and it's around anywhere between half past four and half past five I think right I'm comfortable with where I've got to everybody's happy everybody's under control everybody's inbox is you know up to date then I'm happy to switch off and I can then relax but if I'm switching off at half past four and this thing's outstanding I can't do that I have to finish you get you get to a certain stage a certain level with the client's work that you kind of think yeah I can that can roll over till tomorrow that's fine um and what have you so yeah, so I, I suppose you know it is the challenge of working is spinning too many plates and yeah, being disciplined at finishing at the end of the day. But working nine to five, I'm trying to whilst that is sort of what I do, I'm also trying to not do that. So I'm not a nine working nine to five, but failing miserably. <laughs> <laughs> And you mentioned earlier kind of about liking kind of variety of clients. Who are your kind of ideal clients and how do you help them? Do you want to be a little pitch for your business? Yeah, I guess I don't really have an ideal client per se 
because actually, as I said earlier, you know, if I'm, I help clients by sort of monitoring their inboxes, sorting out their diaries, um, I could organise events for them if they need to be, um, and just sort of any admin, mundane documents, whatever, that they do regularly, that they're like, actually, you know what, why am I doing this? Um, so that can be for any any particular sector, client, you know, whatever, business owner. Um, because as I say, you know, if I'm putting a meeting in the diary or clearing somebody's inbox, it doesn't really matter what client or sector um, there is. So I would probably kind of class myself as slightly old school. Um, and just because that's what, you know, that's what I was doing in corporate world. And I enjoy, I like what I know and I know what I like. Um, and that's what I enjoy. So got a range of clients that I look after property management healthcare consultancy trades mortgage broker um marketing agency um private equity firms corporate finance strategy um yeah it, very very varied um but what I do for them all is generally much of a muchness much the same um ranging from as I say sorting out and monitoring inboxes so that they can get on with doing what they're better at is their day-to-day job what they you know what they enjoy what they're best at they don't want to spend all day clearing down inboxes and you know clearing out the the noise and you know sometimes they get themselves in a the right old pickle with their diaries so they just oh i need a meeting i can't fit it until august no no we can fit you in um one of my clients actually their diaries there's three directors Two of them, their diaries are literally back to back from eight till five most days. Um, and that's within the healthcare sort of NHS and trying to fit in meetings with GPs and everything else is is quite a challenge. But they always get in the diary <laughs> when they want them. They have a meeting. So, yeah, it's that's kind of what I help with clients, ones that are um I guess time poor and they sort of need to spend more quality time on their business and their clients. I can kind of see kind of the other thing we you're saying about they kind of like you can always find a slot for people having kind of an assistant who can be kind of that one step back and actually kind of see actually pragmatically we can do this. I, I, you yeah. know, I see things whereas when you're kind of in the thick of it and you're really busy and you're trying to do the work as well as your diary sometimes you can't see it you can't you just no. kind of like it's a blur so having kind of someone there to kind of help I can really kind of see the advantage of that absolutely yeah absolutely and it's also um sometimes you put meat in the diary I can have an email conversation for two weeks with somebody going backwards and forwards it doesn't often last that long because if it gets that long I pick up the phone and say look let's look at calendars straight away because you're generally talking with somebody else's PA um and you kind of think and it's so much easier and quicker to kind of do it over the phone to um sort of say right okay let's go Tuesday no Wednesday and and you can identify times I mean diary management it's not really rocket science but there is a skill and an art to it because you need to look at the logistics of what's already in the diary where they're going who they're meeting you know is there a, a big meeting like a big board meeting for two hours if that's the case, you're not going to put in another sales pitch straight afterwards because they need time to debrief, unwind, have a comfort break, have something to eat, have a drink, and then prep and then put a meeting in. So depending on what the meeting's already in the diary or what needs to go in, um, and also who the, who they are, um, 
and what the meeting's about is where the skill comes in is where to put it in the diary and liaising with the individual the client's client put them in there's a there's a way and a skill of writing emails and liaising with them to say oh you need to get in the diary tomorrow regardless how are we going to fix it there's a way of doing that (laughs) (laughs) not by clicking your fingers but there's a way of sort of saying you know can we any chance you know whatever so it, it definitely uh as I say, it's not rocket science, but there is a skill to it. Um, and it one that I really enjoy, actually. Yeah. And you know your clients well, because obviously you know the types of meetings they're going to and then what they need afterwards. That seems to be another thing you can be very good at. Yeah. I mean, you, when you get to sort of start working with a client, you, you, know, you sort of start by saying, OK, so who are these people? Are they important? Do you know them? regularly you know because actually you don't know who their clients are but after a while you get to know who their clients are so therefore you can um adjust emails telephone calls and things accordingly and again it's it's just knowing you know who they are where they fit in place of the client of of my client and you know where they fit and where they sit and everybody's important don't get me wrong but equally some people they've been looking trying to get a meeting in the diary with you know joe blogs for 10 months and all of a sudden there's slots come up so you knew you know that you have to move an internal one-to-one to get that in because all of a sudden joe blogs is available hmm. um so it's, yeah as i say it's not rocket science but there is a bit of a skill and an art to it i think you underestimate there's like there's a very big skill to it <laughs> And I think I'd like, without blowing my own trumpet, I think I have mastered it quite well. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> and I enjoy a challenge as well. But kind of problem solver, I can imagine you're very good at kind of the puzzles and things and slotting things in. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I love a puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> Last kind of question for you. Um, yeah. And that's kind of one I'm asking you all kind of the people I'm interviewing is if you could travel back in time and give your kind of younger self one piece of advice about starting a business, what would that be? Uh, I think when I set up my own business, I did it all myself, all from scratch. You know, Uncle Google was a great help. Uh, Facebook, VA Facebook groups are a great help. But I learn almost as the horse of bolted as VA courses out there. Um, I think I probably would have done one of those just to make sure that my ducks were in a row and I was doing it quicker. Um, that said, where I am, having done it all myself, yes, I've had help along the way and pointers from various people along the way, don't get me wrong, but having done it all myself to where I am today, I'm absolutely incredibly proud of where I've come from. But I also don't think I would have set it up any sooner than I already did because I think you know just the circumstances that came and I don't think I would have had uh, could have I don't think I would have been brave enough to take that leap of faith had I not been pushed into it I don't think I I just I don't think I would have done um because and when I set out yeah if it worked it great if it didn't which is a good mindset to have but I think, yeah, if I was looking back now, I would have done a course, um, a VA course to sort of make sure that kind of really got down into the bones of setting up a business um, without having to spend probably a year sorting myself and beyond, I suppose. Yeah, brilliant advice. 
Um, so I'd like to thank you. So Susan, Susan Wright from the Wright VA coming to speak to us today. Uh, really kind of enjoyed our conversation. And we'll put all your contact details into the show notes so people can get in contact with you if they want to. So thank you very much. Thank you, Lisa. It was an absolute pleasure to have a chat with Susan Wright from the Wright VA. And this conversation, like many of the previous conversations, kind of draw out, draw out kind of some very specific for me. And in this case, it's all about the fact that the decision to start your own business doesn't necessarily have to be one of those ones that you've, you've always wanted to. Sometimes it's a necessity. And in Susan's case, it was a necessity in order to kind of manage her health. And she's found that owning her own business helps her to be able to manage that and actually be much more flexible around her health issues so being able to kind of do that is is just one of those advantages of owning your own business the other thing I'd like to kind of pull out in there is the comment that she says that she would probably never have done this if she hadn't kind of been forced into it and I found that quite interesting because she's very good at what she does and I know from speaking to her that she really enjoys what she does so it's a it's um hard to think of kind of what would have happened if if she hadn't kind of taken this route and it's just some some thoughts for you and if you are um thinking that you might be interesting interested in starting your own business and you want to have a chat of the details are in the notes and if you'd like to have a chat with me we can have a look to see whether it is an option that you would like to explore further so that's it for this week's episode of escape the rat race and i shall see you next week all for today's episode of escape the rat race i hope you found it helpful and inspiring and it has given you some ideas for how you can start taking action towards escaping the rat race to a life of freedom purpose and fulfillment if you've enjoyed this episode please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review on your favorite platform and if you have any questions comments or feedback feel free to reach out to me using the contact details in the notes to the podcast I'm your host, Lisa Staker. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next time on Escape the Rat Race.